Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Today's episode is brought to you by Bankless DAO's Podcast Hatchery, the podcast accelerator program by Bankless DAO. The Podcast Hatchery is a revenue-producing and mindshare-expanding opportunity to drive the bankless message and vision. It will empower individual creators to develop their own content, improve their production skills, grow an audience, and so on. Have a show idea? Want to get experience? The ins and outs of producing a podcast? Or just curious? Drop by the Podcast Hatchery channel in the Bankless DAO Discord server. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Line917 and I'm from Legal Guild at Bankless. Today, I have Eureka John and Soundmed with me. As you guys know, Bankless has great projects which a lot of contributors are working on. So Soundman and Eureka John are from the AV Guild. And today we are going to talk about the project Podcast Hatchery, which is a great project to incubate new podcasts at Bankless. So Soundman, tell me, what is the project and why is it being featured this week? Yeah, the podcast hatchery is all about um, bringing new podcasts to life, uh, regardless of what stage they're in. We want to help people either through, you know, ideation. Uh, you know, we kind of have these these pillars that we've created for um, getting podcasts to a, a ready state to de- deliver some episodes. Um, as you know, Bankless DAO came out of the Bankless HQ podcast itself. So, you know, podcasting is in Bankless DAO's history. That's, that's uh, you know, we're a media DAO and we want to deliver um, lots of podcasts. So Podcast Hatchery is uh, the, the project to do that. Oh, so uh, that's, I think, a great introduction. And, you know, a lot of listeners will be quite uh, overwhelmed with the number of podcasts that we are doing, but they don't realize it that Bankless started as a podcast, right? So that's such an interesting fact. Uh, Eureka, John, why don't you uh, tell me about the process or the history of this project or like how come you guys, uh, like how did you come up with this and who who are the main guys involved? Um, well, I guess it started in the AV Guild and um, you know, as a lot of you got the Bankless airdrop way back in of 2021 or something and then bankless started out as episode their season zero and uh, av guild when i first jumped in was near the end of season zero and it was just just starting as a guild and um, since then we've come a long ways there's been a lot of people jumping in getting the av guild tags and um, out of av guild um, was the idea that well you know as you said bankless hq started out as a podcast there's you know really no reason why we shouldn't be producing content and crypto sapiens was one of the first podcasts um in bankless dow um and uh um we decided we wanted to start a program that could bring podcasts from from concept to a revenue generating device that would bring revenue back into the dow 
Um, you know, we, we, we have tokens, sure, you know, but it's, it's always good to bring in external revenue. And what better way to do that than through how Bankless started, which was through podcasts. So, um, you know, me and Soundman were kind of assigned as the, the champions of the project, I guess. And we, we uh, began writing up the budget and the draft and the proposal and all the processes and procedures and the protocols, laying the rails um, and designing that. And we were thinking in our heads, like, what makes a good podcast? And so we thought of four pillars. You know, and the four pillars, one being the voice or the concept, and, and then two being the setup and the equipment, the technical aspect of it. Three being consistency. Do you show up? You know, <laughs> that's, that's showing up's half the battle. And then, and then number four, um, are you developing a voice or a rapport with your audience? And you know, is your style being formed? And once a team is able to attain those four pillars, then they can... And we're doing this in the form of NFTs, then they can go on the interior facing stage for evaluation by the DAO to determine if they're ready to go be an external facing podcast. And then so the, the hatchery is in two phases, the incubator phase and the accelerator phase. And so they can be evaluated in the incubator phase to determine if they're ready to go out to the general public and represent the DAO as a whole. And that can be done by vote. And then there they can become revenue generating podcasts for the DAO. So. That's kind of a little history on it. <laughs> wow, this sounds so exciting. So, it's a lot. Yeah, so, sorry. You can, we'll start at the beginning again. <laughs> no, no, no. That uh, you know, I, I, the when you were talking about seasons, and I realized, uh, oh, I never got the bankless drop because I joined in season one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, no, but can you tell me what are the main podcasts that you are incubating right now? And also, when you incubate a podcast, what exact things uh, do you help that podcast with? And what all resources do you provide that podcast? I can start on on that one. Um, so we've just uh, in season three. You know, Bankless DAO is just starting its season three, and so we have just now ratified the the roles for the program of the the hatchery, and we have uh, seven roles that you know the people in those roles are going to be working with all the different shows inside the the hatchery. Um, and some of those roles include marketing, design, um, AV engineering. And so they're supposed to kind of build these processes and, and solidify foundations and, and helping these shows. Um, so these are resources to, uh, to help every show in, in the, the podcast hatchery. Right now we have, uh, we have three shows that we have fun that are working on. Uh, this being one of them, this making bank. Um, uh, Crypto Sapiens was one of the the first ones, like Eureka John was saying. So Crypto Sapiens um, was kind of leading leading the path on on how do we create some of these processes. Um, and then Eureka John, do you want to mention the other shows? We have Bounty Hunter as well. And, um, so that show, uh, actually bounty hunter is, is unique. We had a show that was, um, it, that went through the application process and that we had chosen and, uh, the, you know, things have happened and that show kind of fell apart. So we've had an understudy come in and, uh, in, in the form of the show called bounty hunter. And, uh, during the whole process, um, we, we made three choices for this, for season two. And we've been working with these three shows, trying to build them up, making them um, 
ready for the incubator stage. Well, one show didn't quite make it. Um, so uh, during that time, Zero X Brandon was developing his show um, in the the Bankless Studios channels, and you know, asking us for feedback, um, and you know, constantly as an applicant, even though he didn't receive funding. So I, um, we felt when the other show was dropped out that he would be a really good show and a candidate to be an understudy to slide right in and take the mantle of that. And he's doing an amazing job. So I expect bounty hunter um, incubator episode, which we're calling episode zero to be out in the next two weeks. So um, that's pretty exciting right there. Um, so yeah, and I just wanted to say real quick that, you know, the, the show that, that dropped out, it wasn't that he wasn't meeting expectations. It was that, um, you know, the, the show creator was, you know, when he realized the amount of work that needs to be put into to create a podcast, I think he got a little overwhelmed and decided he didn't want to commit the time to doing that, which I think is going to be something that we, we have to deal with as the podcast industry um, when we get applicants and, and people start realizing how much work really goes into a podcast. Um, I mean, hey, look, that's the advantage of working in a community, right? That, you know, if you are feeling a lot like that, if you are feeling you know, that you need help or maybe you need to step out. There are people always ready to help you. So that's the beauty of Bankless, right? That you had the understudy put in. So I think that's all in good spirit. Uh, last yeah, week, yeah. And thanks for clarifying that sound, man. You know, um, the, yeah. the other show was doing a great job. Things were chugging along. We were getting ready to put him on the incubator stage. But it is a ton of work. It's a time suck, you know. And so it, it, there's a lot of stuff that needs to go into it. And, and life changes. Circumstances changes. And so we're ready to help out with that as well. Okay. So I want to end with this, right? So, uh Okay, small trivia. I just want one one-line answers, all right? So what is the best part and what's the most challenging part of working with Podcast Hatchery? Soundman, you go first. Seeing the creativity of, of everybody involved is the best part. And the, the worst part is trying to manage everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Eureka John, same question. Yeah, I mean, seeing the confidence build a lot of times in people from concept to product. And when you start to see a tangible product form, uh, it's really amazing. Um, and, and like Salman, the coordination, herding cats, um, yeah, just uh, trying to, that's just a DAO problem and a DAO issue in, in general um, is trying to keep things decentralized, but at, at a cost of moving slowly a lot of times. Great. So now before coming to the action items and the last point, I just want to mention that, you know, uh, we are doing this as part of the making a uh, bank. And the beauty is that, you know, I am experienced in doing a podcast in my real life, but I didn't want to take on a whole project in that bankless. So I got an opportunity just to prepare a 10 minute segment. And that's the beauty of podcast hatchery, right? That you can come in and they will guide you. And Soundman has been doing an amazing job. I, I, for example, I'm not a good audio editor, but you know, he's helping out. So you guys should definitely come in uh, and any, any action items, guys? I think if you want to get involved with Podcast Hatchery, if that interests you, like working on a on a podcast, making bank is a great place to to start. We're we're really trying to involve, you know, you'll you'll when you hear this episode, our tagline is, you know, made for bankless DAO by bankless DAO. So we want people to get involved and uh, head over to the Podcast Hatchery channel and uh, and send us a message if you want to get involved. All right. Any last words, Yoreka John? I mean, for this episode, not like last. Yeah, and even if you don't want to get involved with a specific show, come join the team, come join the meetings. 
Um, don't lurk too long. Um, if, if, if you, if you hang around long enough, someone's going to pass you a broom and you'll, you'll be put to work. <laughs> All right. Signing off, Lion. Hey, Toll House Vicky. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It seems like forever ago when we recorded the conversation that folks are about to hear, it was, I think, actually it was December 1st, wasn't it? It was, it was. It was almost two months ago at this point. We ended up talking for, gosh, it was almost an hour and a half, wasn't it? It was, it was a long conversation and it was a lot of fun. I, I think people enjoy it. I mean, it's a little bit of inside baseball, but this is an internal podcast for the Bankless Dow, right? Yep, that's right. So hopefully uh, some people will get some insight onto, I don't know, what it's like to be a part of a DAO, specifically the Bankless DAO. All right. Well, let's get to it, shall we? Let's do it. So when you were talking about wanting to do the podcast, what uh, you had said that you were more interested in being kind of a co-host or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and I think I'm going to be doing the, the project feature section. So I have to go find a project and, and talk about it, figure out which project I want to talk about, I guess, too. Because I've never actually, like, as, for as many podcasts I've, as I have edited, I have not actually hosted. And that's, I don't know. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> it just hasn't presented itself, I guess. I actually just made, like, a huge career change, like, super recently, like, less than six months ago or maybe six months ago or so. I used to be a project manager at a Fortune 500 company and was doing, like, wedding video, just regular fun videos. Like I was working kind of freelance for a small marketing firm in the city where I live, if you're, in case you're curious. Um, and I, uh, was, I was, I was like freelancing for them, making videos for them, doing some like wedding stuff. And because it was like the stuff on the side, like I was, you know, working a full day at, at my normal corporate job. And then I would come home and I'd like have fun editing videos or editing podcasts or making something for them, that marketing firm or whatever it was like. And then I got, I got so fed up with that, my corporate job that I was like, um, well, and apparently everyone else did too. Um, they had like a mass, mass exodus of people over like the last mm, year and a half or so. Um, and, uh, they just kind of, and so I was like looking for other jobs and I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, whatever. I'll just, I'll shoot, I'll, you know, shoot a couple, um, applications out there and see if I can get any bites to make, to go make videos for people instead. So that's what, then I, yeah, I jumped from project management over to a, a marketing manager, but my role is not really like, it, like it is marketing, even though I don't really have any experience marketing. It's more like we need this video made for, you know, uh, to go to this conference or to go, we're working on making this presentation that we need to just be able to send to whatever group because you know we're not doing in-person presentations right now or whatever and so they're like i just i just you know <laughs> i just make videos and like their corporate videos are not very exciting or anything but that's still way all of it is way way more fun than uh than my corporate job that is for sure you know that's probably a good segue into into what brought you here into into bankless dow and and um you know, I don't remember how long have you been here now. It's uh, this is we're talking here on December first, actually. Yeah, just crossed over. Um, uh, and I and I think I've been with I think I've been in the Dow Discord for like oh I don't know four or five months now. But I think like the first two months I didn't I didn't do anything. I just kind of like poked around a couple channels. You know, I did the 
did, I think I joined before, like even the first quest stuff was a thing. I'm pretty sure. Cause I had to like go back and do that. Um, but I didn't join any. Oh, so you are. An OG. Yeah. Well, so I'm an OG, but like I, I wasn't a part of like, um, bankless, uh, premium subscriber membership or whatever. So like, I'm not like an L1 or anything, you know, I just kind of listened to their podcast one day. They talked about a DAO and I was like, you know what? That sounds like fun. Like, well, yeah, I'll go check it out. Why not? You know, just kind of one of those, I started going down the rabbit hole and, um, you know, when I first jumped into the DAO, uh, on discord, it was a lot <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I, and I had a lot going on, you know, in my work and personal life as well at that time. So I didn't really have the the time that I think I wanted to be able to, you know, dive down further into the rabbit hole. Um, and then, you know, finally time kind of loosened up about, I don't know, was it two months ago, two and a half, three months ago, something like that. I'm, I'm terrible with time, but something around that, that time frame, a couple months ago, I was like, Oh yeah, I've got, I've got some time. And, you know, was, uh, right around that same time. I, f- I think it was genetics was saying, Oh, you know, we need a, a PO app made. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I, I'm still brand new to all of this design marketing, whatever stuff. So I just tried my hand at it and then uh, was learning animation to figure out how to animate those. Like just, it was interesting. I thought it was fun. And then that, that just kind of kept spiraling on down uh, to where we are today. <laughs> and it's funny how a PO app is a, is a entry yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the ways it's funny because one of the first things I started doing was, Oh really? That's awesome. Not not creating them, but issuing them because you know we'd have the, all these meetings and and it's like would somebody set up a PO app and it's like I don't know how but but I'll, I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> and then I I got stuck doing PO apps every oh, week God. and you know it's just the admin yeah. part of it you get the list of codes you got to send them out to everybody but I ended up becoming friends with a lot of people because you end up DMing them the the mm-hmm. code and so now I've got all these all these friends on just, I mean, that it just, that's just one of the ways it happens. It's like, if you're at a greeter at a conference <laughs> or something, you meet everybody. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like one of those faces that everybody knows, everybody sees, you know, you don't even realize that something like that, it can be such a powerful mm-hmm. thing. Right. Well, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not like complicated or anything like that, which I mean, I had to figure out how to set up, like I had to go set up like a MetaMask to even get my first POW app. <laughs> like like a couple of weeks after i started joining meetings i was like oh, i should probably set something up for that that's how they hook you the first uh-huh. time <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked they got me they reeled me in oh that's good and then i made and then i just started making that's them funny. and well, i started playing around with more with anime i saw how great some of the other po apps were too and i was like oh my god mine looks like a six-year-old designed this <laughs> oh my god i need to step up my game and they're still, I still look at other people's Plus poets thing, and I'm yeah, like, these yeah. things are like, they're, they are genuinely true artists that are working on these things. And I am not, I just was, you know, I'm just tink, tinkering around. I made that, that dumb little Turkey that was part of the last week's, uh, community call or whatever, but it's not pretty. It looks also like a six-year-old designed it <laughs> and it definitely did like, they definitely did, but it was fun. Well, I was going to say that PO apps are a pretty low risk thing, but I, I don't know. People get pretty sensitive about their PO apps. Yeah. Now, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems to be that way. You know, and we, we talk, we throw out these terms too, all these, all these words that you start to, to learn in, in crypto and DeFi. Like one of the first things people ask is, well, what's a PO <laughs> app? 
oh, well, that's a proof of attendance protocol token that you earned. And <laughs> um, it's just like tipping on collab land. You know, you, people come in on guest pass and you start tipping them and they're like, oh, thanks for the tip. Now, how do I collect it? Oh, well, you got to hook up your wallet to collab land. Yep. And, you know, pretty soon they got collab land, they got POAPs in their wallet. It, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. It just, <laughs> it is slippery. As I, as I found out myself. Well, I, you know, I lurked for a couple of months too. And I'm kind of curious about that. I mean, I know you said you were busy, but, uh, you know, it's when we, it's hard to step back and remember what it was like when you, when you first walked through the door, right. And then, you know, the feeling you had and, and why you were there. Oh, just, you know, when you first came on board, I, I, I was, I really, it really resonated with me because I mean, I even not even knowing the full story because, um, I think I had tweeted about this a couple of days ago that, um, Bankless DAO is the first online community that I become involved with that, that I have been more than a lurker or an occasional poster. And that's really true. I mean, I've been on Facebook for years and I, you know, I don't want to talk about that platform <laughs> or whatever they're calling themselves now, but, um, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I logged into it. And even when I was quote, an active member, whatever the hell that is, um, I didn't post very much because, you know, I'd start writing something. I thought, who cares about that? I haven't really been on and posted anything. I don't scroll the feed. I stopped doing that. I mean, oh my God, probably over a decade ago because I realized how taxing it was on my mental health. And I realized that it was really, really bad. And I was like, I just, I'm just ha much happier when I don't look at Facebook. Um, and I was the same way with pretty much all social media for, for a long time. I only recently, like this year or over the course of the pandemic, like started diving into Reddit. Um, but I'm in the same boat as you. Like I never post, I just kind of lurk and read stuff and, you know, I'll give an occasional upvote or whatever, you know, whatever, but I don't actually do much of anything there. Whereas, whereas you're right. This is like the first online community that I have actually partaken in that I've actually done stuff with that I'm actually like gone through made stuff with and looking forward to making stuff with in the future, like actually want to be a part of. And I, and to your point, I don't know if that's because of the level of anonymity, uh, even though you can get that elsewhere, you know, like you can go to Reddit and make a fake username. You can do that any site, but there's something that, that I think like one of the reasons clubhouse was so, you know, that, that app like kind of took off because people like being able to hear other people's voices and like hear the emotion in it and hear the cadence or the rhythm of the, the way that they speak, because it, it gives some emotion to the words that right, over something that you're just reading, you know? And I think that's like the calls that we get on in discord. I think it's, it's just great because you can actually hear people talk and hear people's genuine excitement and not just see, you know, LOL or LMAO written on it, you know, written on a, a wall or as a comment somewhere. I mean, and, and even if you do, like, usually it's around something that we were already talking about during the meeting or something. So yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a different type of community, but it's, but I'm right there with you. It's, it's also the same for me. It's the first one that I've actually been a part of getting back to um, uh, coming into the DAO and, and into this space, I was just curious, are, um, it sounds like maybe you're probably new to it this year. I know I am. Um, I mean, I'd heard about stuff before, but I didn't really do anything about it until 
2021 at the beginning, really the beginning of, beginning of February, I think is when I bought my first tokens, yeah. if you will. I actually bought EOS. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even, I had never even heard of Ethereum in, at the beginning of the year. Never even heard of it. Yeah. I, I first bought Bitcoin back in 2016, but it comes with a very large caveat. I was a very broke grad student at the time. So I did not buy much of anything. I bought some at the, at the peak of whatever that 2016 run was like around, I think 19,000. And then it immediately plummeted after that. And I was like, Oh my God. All right. And then I just totally forgot about it until yeah, right around the same time frame, early February, January, February, 2021. And then I was like, what is all this other stuff? And I saw, you know, some guy that I worked with at the time was kept posting stuff on Instagram about all these different kinds of, of cryptos. And I was like, what is, you know, what is this, what is going on? And so he kind of gave me the lowdown and then I started as I, as I tend to do, went down a rabbit hole and then became, it seems like what a lot, what a lot of people did is just became quietly obsessive, uh, in a room by myself, um, just reading everything, everything that I could. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so interesting. And then I, and I was like, there's gotta be podcasts out there that I can like listen to, to learn more about this. And Bankless was one of the first ones that came up. I think uh, like Frederick Luther or something came up as well. And I like listened to that. And then I listened to Bankless and I just kept listening to Bankless and was like, oh, okay. So ETH and Bitcoin or like very few other ones are probably where the future is headed. But I've got a, I've got a small, small little holding of some other random coins too. I don't even, I genuinely don't even know what they are. Because I just bought them like back in February and then I just haven't touched them or looked at them. I'm like, nah, it's all right. I don't care that much. A uh, little wallet proliferation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of that too. I've I've got things on uh, Cosmos and um well, EOS was the first one. I just it's only a couple hundred bucks. I I still don't understand it. You know, there's racks and you're, you know, the the memory versus the processor and you got to balance the thing. It's like, I don't have time. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just the timeline in 2017, you know, didn't know about what was going on with the ICO craze and all that. Um, yeah. And then here we are, you know, you and I both joined this space this year and here we are in this, this new thing called yeah. the DAO. And um, uh, what is that anyway? Um, I mean, do you, now that you've been here a little bit and you're starting to do stuff, I mean, do you, you know, everyone has kind of different ideas about where they want to go with stuff. And, and I, I honestly don't know where I want to go with it, but I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Um, you know, just trying to find that balance. I mean, the fire hose is real and there's so much, so many shiny objects to (laughs) chase, you know, but, but what are those, those few shiny objects that are important to you, you know, and that'll kind of keep you aligned on that reason you came in the first place. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to step back a little bit and think about that more. It's, it's sometimes hard when you're, when you're going a hundred miles. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, it kind of looks like the kind of working opportunity that I think would suit the lifestyle that I'm looking to live the best. That lifestyle being work from wherever, 
whenever you know kind of working just on your own schedule as long as you're getting stuff done you can you can like this like we're working you know late at night and that's okay you know if if this is if this was like if you're working full-time for a day or something like that and this was you know you have a couple meetings as long as you're getting some deliverables done like you're doing you're still doing work but you're able to do it on your time wherever you're at as long as you have an internet an internet connection you know it's that would allow at least for me personally like that would allow me to live the kind of life that I want to live which is very transitory very I would love to just go see the rest of the world. <laughs> I would love for it to open back up a little bit first, but I would love to see the rest of the world and be able to still work and maintain a, a decent state of, you know, living a, a somewhat kind of consistent salary or, you know, inflow of, of money of somehow um, to be able to keep sustaining that. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what I think the future future work with a DAO looks like for me. Don't know how well that'll pan out, but that's the, I think that's the end goal. Well, Tollhouse, what do you think? Is it the future of work? I think so. I think it's definitely moving towards that. Well, we definitely still have a few things to figure out. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. But that's kind of the exciting part is the, the DAO is still growing. We're still building the DAO. We're getting to shape it in our everyday actions and even things like this, just making this podcast. We're getting to shape the future of the DAO and what the future of the workspace of the DAO looks like. I think that's a great note to end on. Sweet. Hopefully everyone enjoys. And we'll see you around the DAO. See you around the DAO. Welcome to the forum post review segment of Making Bank. Today we are interviewing Iced Cool about the forum post the bank token to layer two. So, Iced Cool, just give us a, a quick overview of what is this proposal trying to solve? Yeah, hey everybody. Um, yeah, largely the, the proposal is to solve um, uh, the challenge of layer one, I think. We're all familiar with the the gas pains that um, I think. Well, you know, depending on what the market is doing, I think the gas will be better or worse. But ultimately, it's just going to get worse through usage over time. Uh, and so we just we got to get ahead of that and migrate to a, an L two or side chain. And um, and this post is primarily to start that discussion because this migration is it's not a small thing; it's a major major movement. Um, yeah, and there's been talk of moving to Polygon specifically, you know, for quite a long time in the DAO. So this is kind of a formalization to get the, the formal discussion going. Is that correct? That's correct. It's it's this is the beginning of the beginning of the migration. Yeah, awesome. Um, I guess uh, is there a reason that we chose Polygon specifically? I know there are multiple L2s right now. Um, I know, uh, the reason we put, chose Polygon was, um, one is that, uh, it, like, we're already moving in that direction. Like we've got liquidity getting deployed there. Um, we've got a, a tipping bot being set up there. So there's, there's infrastructural components. Also, um, 
you know, the fees are extremely low and, um, and there's also uh, a number of, of sub DAOs that are set up there, Bankless Brazil. I think there's some other ones that are already set up there, Bankless Consulting. Um, so there's just, there's already a strong movement in that direction. And so this is, this is kind of, uh, oriented in that do it, way, uh, acknowledging there are detractions from Polygon, like centralization problems and the like. They, their roadmap is strongly committed toward decentralization. Uh, and, and we actually have a, a lot of support from them and uh, a lot of Inkstown members that are involved in their DAO. And then, uh, um, lastly, uh, the big, and I think the most important caveat is this is just the first. It's not the, our end place. It's just the first. So, uh, we have to solve like the L1 gas problems, which I think are only going to get worse. And, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely the, a huge, huge barrier. Uh, everybody is aware of, you know, the, the gas costs on, on main, main net Ethereum. Right. Uh, and, but, but this is the first like movement, like not our ending place bank is going to be across many chains, Arbitum and Optimism included. Yeah. And so my, my question there is, so if we, if we go to Polygon, uh, how difficult is it to then move to different chains in the future? Um, is our, is our goal to be on all of the L2s? You know, obviously that's a, a long-term thing, but, um, how, how difficult once you're on one l2 is it easy to go to to a different one uh currently it's not easy um but infrastructural we're kind of dependent on the technology like as it as that gets fleshed out i think it'll become easier um there's right now the infrastructure between from l2 to l2 isn't the most fleshed out but we're getting there. But there are teams that are working on that, right? I, I know there's some protocols. I believe Hop Protocols is one of them. But exactly. I believe there's a lot of people working on on this issue. It's just not there yet, is, is my understanding. We're all early. Like, but but yes, the answer is yes. Like there's like Hop is one of them. There's there's a lot of um, L2 to L2 transfers working out or uh, in works. And so along those lines as well, uh, I've heard some exchanges talking about being able to go uh, you know, straight from exchange to uh, an L2. And I don't know if any of that is actually existing right now. Do you, it, do you it, know anything about that? Yeah, I sure do. It's again, same thing, very, very early. Like for Polygon, there used to be Dharma, but Dharma's getting just got bought out by OpenSea. And so not sure if they're supported. They were actually a strong contender to why we went Polygon. Um, Transact is on, it's called, yeah, tran, yeah Transact. And that's on optimism and and uh, Arbitrum, but I think that's the only fiat on ramp they've got. But otherwise, there's Crypto.com for uh, Polygon, and I know of some people that are using that that have positive accounts for that, which was also kind of a a, um, a vote in Polygon's favor for at least again the first L side chain that we go to. Yeah, it seems like Polygon has a lot of momentum in doing some of these. You know, there's a lot of firsts that need to happen, uh, and it seems right. like they're a little quicker than some of the the other protocols. Obviously, everyone is working towards that type of stuff. Right. So uh, eventually, do you think like a Coinbase? Um, I, I believe they've said that they're they're working on on that ideal. But you could go from you know, if you're getting paid in in bank token and you need to go to fiat, you could just get the the transaction from layer two. You're paid in the bank and then you can go directly to your your coinbase your gemini your binance uh and exchange for fiat without ever having to pay layer one transactions 
that's the goal. And so I guess for, for that, for, for now, until that stuff is actually happening, what does moving bank token to Polygon mean currently for the average bankless DAO contributor? Um, so first thing is that uh, um, lower fees, um, you know, trading bank uh, or, or transferring bank from person to person, it will be much, much, much easier from, from a multi-sig to, to users will be much easier. Um, I think, I think that's the main thing. Like, I'm actually really curious to see what happens. Cause I, I think that, um, uh, we're kind of ingrained with painful gas costs. So any, any on-chain action currently, I think everyone's very careful about because we're on L1. Um, but I, like I, I noticed even, uh, I was, a give, um, putting liquidity into something into the balancer pool. And I had to do some testing that required me to pull it out. And it's like, no, on L1, I'm very careful because I might have a 40 to $200 worth of gas. And on L2, I was like, oh, I could just, I could pop it out really quick and pop it back in for less than five cents. Right. Um, on, on L1, you have to be very strategic with when you're making transactions. Right. You want to find the low gas, you know, during the day because that, that price fluctuates right. so much. And then so you might be sitting there, you know, waiting like, oh, do I do the transaction now or do I want to wait an hour? And right, then, or do, like, it, do it at 12 a.m. or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You look at the history of it and you're like, oh, okay, like 2 a.m. seems like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> set an alarm and, uh, and make sure I do my transaction then. That's right. Um, okay, so then um, is the is the goal to then move all of the, the multi-sigs because we have in Bankless DAO most of the the guilds and projects have their own uh, multi-sigs through Gnosis Safe. Uh, and I saw in the, the forum post that Parcel Money, uh, there's there's something that they, they've, they've offered that there's a way that they can do it in a single click uh, to, tra- or to move all of those multi-sigs over. Can you talk a little bit about how that's possible and, and what that's about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I think the... Um, like the key, key bit is like, if we're moving operations over, like all, all kind of like operational organizational units need to be moving, moved over. And so that's grants committee, um, you know, guilds and projects. And, um, uh, and so parcel has been just an excellent, excellent partner with bankless DAO and, uh, and, and has been really cool. Uh, Really. We were like, like, Hey, can we use it on? polygon and hey we're working on this and they basically offered up like oh yeah we can we could create a one-click option for y'all and we were like what wow and and so just they've been super awesome in terms of that um and and that's what i think it would just be is that from the multi-sig you would uh either transact with a smart contract or they would have some some uh some button that they would generate for us to, to migrate us over um i think it's just it's extremely awesome on their part, and and I, I think just nothing but gratitude for them and their team. Yeah, very cool, and and yeah, I, I guess we would have to talk with them about the specifics of of how that actually works. I would imagine that there's some way that that costs more gas than a typical tra- transaction. They just kind of batch it all together, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think, and that, that's the case. But I I think that um, Parcel has has been subsidizing gas for Bankless DAO. And, and again, you know, they've just, they've been nothing but an amazing, amazing um, partnership and, and great team to work with. So 
Very that... cool. We, we will have to explore more with with Parcel. Maybe get them on Crypto Sapiens or or even Making Bank. Although that's not really what we do here at Making Bank, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's great. Um, is there anything else about the proposal that you think is is Rel- oh, oh, well, and I guess the, the one other question I had along with that is then, so if, if all of the bankless DAO operations uh, have moved to Polygon, what about individuals? Um, would they just need to bridge their own bank tokens over to Polygon? Is that, is that a simple process? Yeah, and that's what, it is it is a simple process, although, and in, in gas actually hasn't been bad from what I heard. It was like uh, a few weeks ago, it was like 30 to $40 worth of gas. Um, it, I'm brainstorming on on solutions we could have there like we thought about oh you could transfer it into like collab land and then exit it to polygon um or just some way that we can be gas efficient for everyone instead of it just being a huge headache for everyone um you know so looking we're basically looking for solutions there right now and although it might end up being sorry everybody's got to like you want to transfer you got to do it uh via the bridge um, well, and if that was the case, you know, that's like worst case scenario that that's yeah. the, the solution and that ultimately it's one gas transaction to move all of your bank per wallet, I, I suppose, if you have it spread across multiple wallets. But right. Um, right. So ultimately not terrible for um, for everyone. But yeah. And, it, and if anything, I think the the big like some of, you know, once if and once this this proposal gets approved, you know, we would be kicking up a. A, a great migration committee um as i jokingly call it but the basically we just what we want to make sure is that um you know currently bank on polygon is is like your votes are the same as if they're on l1 um you know we need to still add the balance or liquidity as in, in account there too um and and just take into account all those things because um you know there's there's a number of considerations, but it's looking like we've got a lot of support. And uh, yeah, so is, is that the, the next step? Because I see on the forum that, you know, the, the overwhelming support in favor of this proposal. Um, so I guess that the next step would be creating that uh, group Committee. to to mm-hmm. f- figure out the, the details. Do you have uh, an estimate on timeline of when this might end up happening? Oh, uh, uh, Committee creation, probably. Um, so once this this uh, proposal sits in the form for seven days, um, and pending its approval, you know, the, yeah, we kick up a the tokenomics department would kick up a, um, a committee and and basically just go like you know whoever wants to be in part of this or involved raise your hand. Uh, I'm thinking more like can you can you give an idea of when the, like the actual migration might happen? Like let's assume it's all going to go forward. Is this something that we're trying to do uh, a month from now? Is this going to be something end of the season into next season? Um, just kind that, of a, a rough timeline of what you think. Yeah, I think the committee would would ultimately you know come up with a plan of action for that. But I'm assuming probably end of season or into beginning of season four, and then we could we could kick off season four with you know on Polygon or something to that effect. Um, but that that's dependent upon the committee and and. It, I think the, the big thing is that it's not necessarily that difficult, but it is critical. We get it right. There's no, we can't mess this up anyway. Got to do it right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's a, a realistic timeline. Um, okay, we are we are over the, the time we've got. Do you, do you have any last 
comments. Uh, thank you very much for for joining us and, and talking about this. No, it's a, a, always fun. Last comment is if you're interested in tokenomics, come on down to the tokenomic department and bank list strong. <laughs>